No one is listening, unfortunately. Welcome to the Big Dane Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Trimborn, and this podcast is a random hodgepodge of topics that gets released on every Tuesday on, you know, your preferred platform, of course. And I really enjoy sharing my personal stories and making those connections with you guys and just really being relatable, um, all in a fun and silly environment. Hey friends, how many of you think about times when you received some of the best advice, whether it be from family, friends, coworkers, maybe random people? <laughs> and what about the worst advice? Do you, do you kind of reflect and, and think about those moments? Well, stick around. I will share both of these with you and i do have an announcement that i do want to share so even more reason to stick around for it all all right so let's get into it okay i'm gonna start with some of the best advice because i think i'd rather start with some good stuff rather than maybe not so good stuff right so one of the things um actually came from my parents and I think really stemmed from my mom was to keep your keys separate as far as your car keys versus your house keys Um, because if someone decides to steal them you are really out of luck you can't even get into your house like that's dumb why would you do that like I see so many people, they put their house key attached on their car key. No. Why do you think that's smart? It's not a smart idea. Then they roll up to your house, like, because maybe you have some information in your car. Who knows? Like, if you have, like, your insurance stuff in your car, right? They're going to drive up right to your house. And they're going to get in. (laughs) Um, With my mom growing up in West Philly and, you know, very different and living in the city back then um, in that area, too, and just a lot of crime and, you know, she's seen some stuff. So she would always be kind of cautious and, you know, worried and even when they moved out to the suburbs, you know, when um, my parents had my brother and I, because it's like, okay, you just had this crazy, intense time living in the city as a kid. You see and hear people getting stabbed across the street. Someone a couple doors down is breaking in. Oh, you know, the house got robbed, you know, all kinds of things. So now it's like, all right, move to the burbs. And I don't want, I need to keep my family safe. I need to lock all my doors and just very, you know, really be cautious and 
know your surroundings, right? So this is one of the things like she always told my brother and I that, you know, keep your your keys separate because you just don't know. You don't know what could happen. Plus, what if you even like locked your keys, your whole like set of keys, say if you had it was like car keys, house keys in your car, well, shit, now you can't even get back in the house. You know what I mean? So not just a safety thing, but also just a more common sense kind of thing. So, yeah. So do you dig it? Are you going to change your keys now? Um, And, yeah, and I like it because then I know where both sets of keys are. And then say if I'm just going for a walk or or I'm not driving somewhere, I'm just going out to eat, you know, because in Kanji here, we go walk everywhere. So why would I need to grab my car keys and my house keys, right? Like this whole set, no. And then you're gonna take it off. Who wants to do that? Then you're gonna forget to put it back on. Do you see what's happening? So keep it separate. It's a safety thing. It's going to keep everything more in order, and you won't get locked out, right? And yeah, so I think lots of, lots of pros to this versus the cons. Because um, even so, with my car getting um, kind of like rammed into over vacation, I'm driving a rental car, and I thought, and I had to drop off my car, um to get it fixed and i thought oh my god like wait do i have my house keys or like oh yeah duh duh i have my house keys because they're not attached to my car keys because you know when you drop off your car and say they're not open the body shop isn't open but you want to just leave your keys um with them so you, you put in the envelope and you push it through the little like little uh opening into their office you know what i mean so then monday morning rolls around and then they can retrieve your keys right so i'm like oh i don't even have to think about that so so many things um and it's very helpful so i'm wondering if you guys do this at all or yeah or maybe you're actually walking over to your keys and getting them sorted yeah yeah do it do it you will love it i promise you and then say if you do lose it right just put one of those tiles on you know what i'm talking about it's a little it looks like a little fob and then um you just sync it to the app and you put your bluetooth on and then you can track and see like oh yeah there are my keys behind the sofa Right. So now you can do that for both. Put a tile on both. So then if you do lose them, boom, there you go. Right. Um, So that was one of the things. Another thing that was kind of like good advice was to always have your girlfriends. Always have your girlfriends because and when when I mean that, I mean your friends, your best friends the people that you really enjoy being with and spending time with. And because if you say, you know, you're in the, the dating life, right? Or, and you're 
trying to figure it out. So you're all single and whatnot. And and maybe a guy like comes around and then all of a sudden you start spending time with this guy or girl or whoever, right? And then you, you might lose sight of your best friends, right? So I don't think that is always the best because this guy or girl could dump you the next week and then your friends are like well okay cool so you want to hang out with us now like come on cool guys cool do you see what i mean like and i have experienced that with some friends like and i thought great like so your boyfriend or girlfriend is away so now you want to hang out no and no so there has to be some kind of balance and and yeah, your best friends, they're not going anywhere, but significant other, if you're still trying to figure things out, you're, you know, you're in the first month here, whatever, you don't know if they're gonna be around next month, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so think about that because that really that puts a lot of um, strain on on friendships. Um, and even even family too like if you're not spending that much time with your family and whereas before you had met this person that um, you did all the time like that's that's a little red red flag for you I mean it's great you know you want to try to get to know this person but at the same time you do want to have some of that um, balance there right Um, okay what else what else how about having enough money to support yourself? <gasps> yes, yes. Do you know what I'm thinking of right now? That song, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Yeah, independent, mm-hmm, yeah, right? Or Beyonce actually has one of the songs too, so it goes both ways. Um, but truly, I think that is something that's pretty important as you, you grow up and, um, kind of find your pathway and you want to make sure that whatever happens, living situation, whether you're with roommates or you are with a significant other, say it doesn't work out. You want to make sure that if that doesn't work out, you have a backup plan and you have enough money for that backup plan. I mean, that would be the worst thing to like not have enough money to support yourself and then you're screwed. You're screwed. Now you're sleeping on people's couches, jumping around. I mean, they don't want you on your couch. They're just being nice. <laughs> I mean, of course, if you have to go back to your parents and if that's available to you, wonderful, wonderful. But that's not the case for everyone. Totally not the case for everyone. Some friends that I know don't live anywhere near their parents, out of state, right? How's that going to work? I mean, that would really scare the shit out of me if, if, I, if my bank account was like, pretty low and didn't have any savings like shit like what what I've been doing my whole life um and yeah speaking about savings too that's like another thing 
you got to save. You got to have some kind of savings happening. Even if it's just putting like $5 like every couple weeks, you know, as long as you're contributing to something. Um, so then you're prepared for those emergency reasons, you know, or, or whatever happens. But, but yeah, you just, you never know what could happen. And honestly, even with COVID, you know, with people losing jobs and, it just boggles my mind how many people don't really have a savings. I'm just thinking, what? Like, why? Like, why aren't you saving? Right? Like, that's literally the first question. And I think sometimes it's, well, I can't put enough money in and I can only put you know, $2 in or whatever. But that doesn't matter. As long as you're putting something, you're set. You are doing a good job. It's better than putting nothing, right? So if you're putting a couple bucks in, hey, you got to start somewhere. So, and if you have to kind of relook at your your spending and your bills and utilities, do what you got to do. See what else you can shift around to just help increase that savings. So then you're ready to go, right? Then you feel confident. You don't have to worry about anything. But I think that's one of the things that definitely stuck with me was having enough money to support yourself because you just don't know. Um. So aside from finance stuff, how about when maybe you have like some conflicts? Um, I don't know. You get into an argument with a friend, or maybe your your parents, or who knows what. And I think sometimes, like what I've learned, like even if it's not your fault, like whatever the situation is, sometimes it's just best to just admit that you're wrong. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's tough. It is tough. Because maybe you were right in that moment. Whereas other times maybe you weren't or whatnot. But I think, um, yeah, one of my friends had told me that and that stuck with me. And I'm like, you know what? That's That's good. I like that. I like that because then it shows character. It shows that you're not trying to be stubborn. You're being an adult. (laughs) You're owning it. And I think that's some good stuff. So even if it's not your fault, just say, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry shouldn't have happened, I shouldn't have done that, didn't mean to do that, or whatever it was, right? You just just own it, and then before you know it, conflict is gone. That situation and conversation, it's has been resolved. You're feeling good now. This other person is feeling good. Look at that. Look at that. I mean... And, again, I will say it's not 
easy. It's easier said than done. And sometimes you feel very frustrated, but when you think about the bigger picture and, you know, who this person is and what they mean to you, then it really starts to kick in and make sense. So it's just just good to just, yeah, just do it. (laughs) Um, Okay, how about, say, and God forbid, but, and, yeah, don't, okay, I'm just going to say it. If you're in trouble and you're out, something is happening, and someone is maybe approaching you or, you know, looks a little shady or, you know, you feel something isn't right. Okay, so, um, and again, this is something that my mom had, like, learned from the news. It was, like, a Chicago detective, and he had done consulting with sex crimes. And so what he had recommended to do was yell fire, because if you yell help, no one is listening, unfortunately. And that's terrible, And so the way to get someone's attention, whether it be a neighbor, whoever is in that close proximity, maybe you're in a parking garage or a parking lot, wherever, if you yell fire, that is going to gain attention, right? I mean, if you yell help, I mean, this could be a kid, you know, they're just playing around, you know, and you hear that all the time and you don't think anything of it and and that's it. When in reality, maybe this person actually is in trouble. So not so good. So kind of interesting, but there it is. There it is. Um, wondering if maybe you've heard this before or maybe you've heard of something else, but um yeah I feel like as far back as I can remember again this is like another little tip that my mom gave me thanks Denise (laughs) um and just kind of getting into this safety and you know safety part (laughs) I remember a teacher had told our class um, and this just kind of came up. This wasn't like a self-defense class or anything like that. This was actually a Spanish class. But um, she said, you know, always walk with your head up. And I thought, agreed, totally agree. And that's a good point because I, when I'm walking around and I see people with their head down, to me, that's an easy target or, you know, doesn't they don't look very confident um maybe they're sad or depressed or and this is all just by making assumptions by of course you know looking at someone they don't even know but that's the way it comes off and so if someone Someone creepy is coming around like you don't want them to say oh yeah at that guy look at that girl got an easy 
easy pickings today. Um, like, don't. You don't want to attract that to yourself. So always walk with your head up. You'd be surprised how many people walk with their head down and just doesn't look that great. Doesn't look that great and bring in extra attention that is not needed. Mm-mm. Um, another thing here I have, whether maybe you have gotten bullied, oh my God, maybe you have gotten bullied in the past or maybe a coworker isn't kind of speaking to you appropriately, um, or anyone for that matter, speak up, speak up and stick for, stick up for yourself because, if you're by yourself, you don't have like a friend or anyone else to speak up for you. So that is up to you. And, you know, you know what the situation is. If it's getting a little out of hand, you have to put your foot down. Put that foot down. Show this person who is boss. Okay, because they're probably not thinking like, oh, this person isn't a, hasn't said anything like, oh, I got them good, you know, when in reality, you're firing right back like, yo, blah, 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 <laughs> and they're just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, and now you told them because now they are afraid of what else you might say. And so now next time that they see you, they know. They know to approach you better and not just not mess with you. They will know moving forward, don't mess with this person because they will shut you down. So always, always speak up for yourself. Stick up for yourself because, yeah, at the end of the day, if it's just you, No one else is going to say anything. Okay? So don't be afraid and do it. Um, Another one here, and this is the last one I have for the best advice. Say if you're looking for a new job, right? And the job you may be in may be really, really terrible. And you want to quit. But financially, you think, I can't quit. How am I going to quit? I got to pay for my mortgage, my rent, or whatever it is. My cats. I need to eat. Oh, wait, I have student loans. You know, you have this running list of things. And you just can't do it. So I will say it's always easier to look for a job when you have a job. So just ramp it up, ramp up that searching. Um, I will say, on the other hand of this, um, I give so many kudos to those that can just quit and then they end up finding something else like right away, I feel like. And I thought, how does this happen? How does this happen? There's just so much risk involved with doing that and so many unknowns that... I just couldn't do that because my luck, it would take me like so long to find something else. 
Yeah. So, yeah, if you're thinking about looking, you're trying to get out, just ramp it up because it's always going to be much easier financially to look for a job when you have a job. So you got to be thankful from that perspective, right? Because then I feel like you're just going to feel overwhelmed. At least I would feel overwhelmed if I just like quit and then thought, fuck, (laughs) And then you wake up, and then it's, like, two months, and then you realize, oh, my God, I still don't have, like, a job. Like, what am I going to do, right? And now, like, your savings are just, like, slowly, like, going down. <laughs> but, but hey, I mean, sometimes doesn't always work out. So that's why you got to be prepared and have that savings, right? Um, Okay, so now for some of the worst advice. I actually didn't have a ton. I felt that I had more for some of like the best advice, right? So um, this is kind of like generally speaking, like say you have, you want to talk something out like with a friend or, and you know, you're telling them like what's going on, what happened, you're not really sure what to do, but like you kind of list ideas of like what you could do. But then the person on the other side that's listening to the conversation maybe isn't as engaged with you and just doesn't know how to respond or like just doesn't give good advice. (laughs) I think that's the worst when they just don't say anything really and they just kind of like agree with what you're saying but really you're looking for advice but at at the end of it you don't have any advice like that is the worst that's like the worst possible thing you could do is just like yeah oh man yeah that sucks oh yeah yeah (laughs) I mean come on come on people you gotta think of something something make it up But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people have had that happen to them. But and it could be, you know, maybe it's someone that just doesn't know you that, you know, that well. And you just want to kind of vent or whatever. And then they really not really helping anyway. So. So, yeah. Um, How about going on a high fiber diet? Yeah. And that stemmed from with my IBS when I realized that I had that. And the first GI doctor I went to, because this happened up at school, like when I was, God, this is like 10 years ago already. Um, So, yeah, and he's like, oh, just go on a high fiber diet. Oh, okay. Do you think this, uh, uh, I'm already eating high fiber foods? So I'm not going to do that because obviously I'm uncomfortable. So why would I do what you're saying? Literally the worst advice given to me ever for my stomach. And especially with just starting out and trying to understand IBS at the time. I was just like, okay, like right off the bat, I knew like that wasn't the answer. And I knew I'm going to have to find another GI doctor when I go home. And I did. So, so Yeah. How about getting pressured into taking shots when it's like 1 a.m.? Yeah, just take it. Let's go take shots. Yeah. And then you take it, and then now you're really, like, fucked up. 
But you do it because you're with your friends and you get peer pressured. And then the next day you think, shouldn't have taken the last shot. Shouldn't have taken that last shot. It's just like, yeah, not good. Not good. So then moving forward, you start to learn to really say no. (laughs) Or you give your shot to a stranger. There you go. Perfect. And then a last one that I have on here. Um, I remember going into the grocery store and I was looking for Israeli couscous. Okay, so Israeli couscous is a little bit different than um, the other like couscous that you see in the store. It's like, I think that brand's like Far East or Near East or something. And it comes out more fluffy, right? But the Israeli couscous is almost more similar to like a pasta kind of texture, okay? And they're they're a little bit bigger. They're like really small, little like tiny, like tiny like pasta balls is what I'm gonna call it. But um, so like if you would if you can't find it, what I would do is get orzo instead, okay? So. Anyway, I had found, like, just two things of this, like, prepackaged Israeli couscous. And it just, they only had mushroom. And, like, with my stomach now, I realized I can't do, like, a lot of mushroom now. So then there was, like, one employee just bopping around the aisle. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask them, see if they know about this Israeli's couscous, okay? Maybe it's in another aisle, too, where I don't even know. So I asked this person, and then, do you know what he tells me? Oh, I'm not sure. You might want to go check with customer service. Customer service? Why the fuck would they know? Don't you work here? Oh, my God. So, and then they literally told me, like, nothing. Oh, well, whatever's out there on the shelves is what we have don't you hate that answer why is that the answer like all the time for it's kind of just like the low-hanging fruit answer like they don't know either and they're not gonna go look in the back or anything or try to pull up something on their inventory and like find israeli israeli couscous but yeah so definitely worst advice from grocery store yeah yeah but um that kind of wraps it up for you between the best advice worst advice i hope you enjoyed it and i want to hear from you (laughs) but you can listen on the big slash podcast and if you really enjoyed it people please kindly leave a review. Just tap that write a review and it will pull up some information for you, okay? And while you're on the website, you can look at some sneak peeks and extra content on my coffee page, which is that little coffee cup icon, all right? And you can stay up to date with me on Facebook and Instagram, so go ahead and follow me there. And... This is the announcement that I wanted to share. So I am going to be putting together a survey. 
because I am thinking about shifting the podcast into season. So I want to see, before I do anything, pull the trigger on this, I want to see what your thoughts are and any feedback that you have. All right? So hope you enjoyed it. And have a great rest of the week, my friends. All right. Peace out.